Hello, friends. This is just to let you know that today's guest was not able to be in the studio with me. So, at times, their audio may not be of the same high quality that you have been used to in previous episodes of the podcast. But I felt that their knowledge and their insights and experience was of such high value that it was better for us to do it this way than for you not to hear from them at all. I got to a point where when we were coming out of COVID, it was very difficult for me. I was struggling. I, I, could, I didn't want to be around so many people like mm. I used to feel comfortable with, you know, and things like this. And I really felt well, overwhelmed. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the word that I would use. Yeah. And um, and my my coping mechanism was to 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 take the time that I needed to work through it, and um, and that's what I did. I sort of took off a little bit and 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 gave myself the time. Yeah. Um, and I I could only be with what I considered to be safe people during that time while I was working through it for myself. Um, yeah, it's tricky. We all have tricky times. Yeah. <laughs> Hello friends and thank you for joining me for the Way Forward podcast brought to you by me, Fliss Goldsmith and Co-Design Coaching, where we create your optimal life together. Now this week I am exuberant to be joined from Wales by someone who I not only consider an inspiration, but also a friend and somebody that I implicitly trust. And I love her. And I am not at all afraid to admit that to the wide world. Sue McFarlane, welcome to The Way Forward and thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here today. It's my absolute pleasure. Um, I wish I could be there in person, but it just wasn't gonna. It just wasn't gonna happen today. Um, so it's it's lovely. It's lovely. It's lovely. Modern technology is a wonderful thing. It's sure it, when it works. Um, when it works. Sure, <laughs> yeah. So Sue is here with us today to discuss the universal and yet very personal subject of navigating change. But before we dive into that, I'm going to start by telling you a little bit about her. Sue describes herself as someone who has many roles in life, including, and in no particular order, that of a mother, a daughter, a wife, a sister, an auntie, a grandmother and a friend. She's also had many work roles such as a singer, business manager, workshop facilitator, celebrant and shopkeeper. I think I've covered most of the hats that you've had to wear there, have I, Sue? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Pretty much, yeah. I also wear other hats from time to time. I'm an avid seller. Um, I'm a trustee of a historic building. I used to chair a food sharing project. I was on the organising committee of the first Pride in Belper. And, um, but, you know, we have, a, I've done lots of things and definitely too many. Yeah, we're going to need a bigger hat here. stand, aren't we, I think? We need, yeah, a, we, we, need, need when, when, <laughs> we need a bigger When you stand. get to 62, you've had the opportunity to be involved in a lot of different things. Oh, and can I just say, because nobody can can see you, it's, it's just audio, but I can see Sue and she doesn't look a day over 50. So she's just beautiful. 
beautiful lady. I'll, I'll take it. Take it all. Um, so, Sue, I'm going to start by asking you, how would you sum up change and the place that it's got in our lives? Because I know that it's something that everybody who is listening to this will have faced in some way and at some time. Yeah, I mean, for me, change is just moving from one place to another, whether it's physically or metaphorically or, um, you know, whatever. And sometimes this can feel like it's been chosen, chosen change, and sometimes not. Um, And either way, it's something we have to navigate. Um, We have to learn to navigate it because it's constant. Mm. Change is a constant thing. And it happens every day, all the time, um, multiple times sometimes in a day, um, from simple things like the supermarkets decided to change the layout and you don't know where your stuff is, <laughs> and, um, you know, to, to, to the big things like moving home or changing jobs or, or whatever, and, and navigating all of these things can be tough, tough at times, and especially especially the things that you haven't chosen yes the change that you haven't chosen that that, that's the tough stuff I think Mm, yeah I think there's a lot around that you know especially when we look at um ill health or the the death of a loved one these are things that are outside of our control and a lot of the time that is where it's more difficult to navigate that change Um, indeed and and I think it's fair to say Sue that you've navigated a lot of change in your life um and the richness of your experience is an integral part of your, you know, big personality. So I think I'd like to ask you, for you, what is the biggest change that you have had to navigate? And can you talk us through that experience, if you would? Yeah, I think I would say that the biggest change or changes um, are really the stuff of life and death. Um, having children... It is massive, mm. when, you know, and and also when people die, that that change can be really hard to deal with. When I had my children, especially the first one, um, I really had no idea um, about the way it would change my life. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's joyful, joyful, um, but it's also challenging. And sometimes we feel that we can't acknowledge that bit, the challenging bit. Um, yes. Although I think the world's changed a lot since I had my children, which was a long time ago. Um, and I think it feels possibly more okay to say now that I'm finding this challenging or I need help. Um, yeah, definitely. When people come into your life and go out of your life, I would say these are the most difficult changes to navigate. And, and I'm still navigating that. We are all navigating that all the time. Yeah, and and it, yeah. that dichotomy that you sort of mentioning there about something can be wonderful, like the birth of a child or moving to a new place or getting a new job, but it, there's almost a, a shame or a stigma attached to admitting the challenge that comes with that joy. Um, I know, you know, similarly, when I had my first child, it was the most wonderful moment and yet I was terrified because I didn't know, you know, what to expect and, and everything had changed underneath me overnight. So I can clearly hear what you're saying there. Um, so w- what is it that you think that allows you to deal 
with change when it comes into your life, expected or otherwise? What qualities do people need to navigate the big changes or the little changes? Um, I would say um, it, it's difficult. The, the quality, it's difficult. Change, change can be difficult. Change can be wonderful and difficult mm. at the same time. And I think the qualities that that can be useful are, well, tenacity, really. Yeah. Um, and kindness, you know, mm. just 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 kindness. I mean, sometimes we just we we are just totally unprepared, and sometimes it's okay to say that. It's okay, you know. Yeah. Um, to say we're unprepared. Um. I mean, when I had my children, I remember on the on the television and in the magazines, it was all sweetness and light and fairy liquid, mm-hmm. and um, and then when well, then the you know in the, in the adverts, the babies never cry, the parents always look like they're well slept and um, they've had a shower and <laughs> you know all 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 of that sort of thing. Um, and even though you get nine months really to prepare, <laughs> nobody ever said out loud. Really, I don't think that there'd be times when I would struggle to cope. Yeah, and that would have been useful. That that would have been that would have been really useful. Um, and I think for me, I dealt with it uh, to a great extent by turning into my support network. You know that that is a good thing if you've got a good support network. Um, I mean, I was lucky. My mum was great. My brother and sister, my favourite auntie. Everybody should have one. Yes. Um, and other friends who are mothers and and a good support network can be great when you're navigating change. Um, you always have somebody to turn to. I think at that point, and that doesn't necessarily. I think anyway that mm. that doesn't necessarily need to be the same people for each thing that you're dealing with. That's a really so, good point. You know, yeah, it doesn't have it, to be. It can be different. Yeah, and I'm thinking of this picking up on what you're saying about vocalizing the fact that you might be struggling or that something might be challenging and from an emotional well-being and a mental health perspective being able to say out loud that we haven't got this perfect instagrammable life going on is a really key thing and it can sometimes feel a little bit scary I would imagine to 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 be that person to say that you know, things aren't quite going to plan or that you're unprepared. Does it, can you give give people listening any sort of advice around being, you know, brave enough to, to vocalise that things aren't quite okay? What, what would you say to someone if they're sitting at home now thinking, I'm struggling with change, but I, I can't bear to sort of, you know, say out loud that that's me? I would say that, um, whenever I've struggled um, with life or change or, or whatever, and I have talked to anybody about it, I've realised by their response that it's not just me. I'm not alone. I'm not the only person who feels like this. And that is really powerful when when you're in the middle of something, when you're in the middle of a struggle or um, grief or a change um, yeah. or whatever that 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 when you when you talk to somebody and they say oh yeah I know how that feels um, or even sometimes if they don't if they're just there 
if they are literally just there with you and listening and and just acknowledging that um gosh that sounds hard or or you you know but i think we all think that we're the only person don't we that we that we might be the only person who can't do this or we are the only person who's struggling with this or, mm. or whatever but actually it's universal it is and everybody it, struggles everybody change. everybody needs help and needs to be able to talk to people and and we need to also be able to listen yeah and change i think it feels such a lonely experience but actually it's it's only lonely if we don't talk about it. It's the silence around that struggle that makes it, you know, such a lonely experience. So if we do start talking about it more, um, we realise we're not alone. And actually, it can be a much less frightening experience if we're able to, you know, open up to that idea. Gosh, yeah. And that sort of thing has changed even in my lifetime. Yeah. I mean, my grandmother and my mother well, my grandmother especially, wouldn't talk about things at all. And then my mum would talk about things a bit more. But I think as, as time goes on, people are more um, able to talk about things. But sometimes, occasionally, um, we sometimes feel like we, we don't want, either we don't want to burden somebody mm. or we don't want to admit that we can't manage this thing or that we're struggling or whatever. Every so often, even in this modern world where it feels a lot safer, um there are times when, when we struggle with it and all you you know we need to find a safe person and talk to them yeah that's really really salient point actually and it taps into this idea of those people that you keep particularly close you sort of trusted in a circle if if we can use that phrase but mm-hmm. what I would ask you then Sue is you know I really appreciate your honesty around this because a lot of us you know are winging it and I know you've you've always described your amazing ability to cope your resilience your tenacity as making it up as you go along um and and we're all doing that in 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 our own way we're all making it up as we go along because there is no rule book for life but what has it taught you about your own values and about who you keep close in your life Mm, a lot it's taught me a lot yeah um so so I always feel like I'm making life up as I go along because um we all are really there's no instruction manual for our own individual circumstances nothing will work for everybody we just have to do the best we can um with the information that we have available at whatever time we're in um so yeah I I can be tenacious when I need to be but I think I can also know when it's time to let go and say I don't need to hang on to my preferred outcome for this situation. I can just step back and see how it works out. Keep keep the space, keep it safe, but just because sometimes we do have a preferred outcome and we cling on to it, and mm. um, and that's something that I'm I'm learning and have learned. Um, I think it's also important to know how much energy you've got and how to use it best. And and this goes for every resource that you've got: energy, time, money whatever they're all finite you know my values are pretty simple really um I just try to be the best version of me that I can be and I I sort of try and carry on working on I try to help where I can and if I can't be helpful uh, I try not to make anything worse (laughs) um and and that and kindness I know we keep mentioning this but kindness is really important to me 
Um, I, I just honestly think that the world would be a better place if if kindness was at the centre of everything, and not just us, but yeah. people. You know, especially people in positions of power and influence over the big things, and you know that. Um, anyway, the people I keep close are people who share these values. I suppose you know people who make me laugh. Yeah, <laughs> I need that a lot. Um, so yeah, it's um, it, you're just learning all the time. You know, you just get older and you just learn more and more about yourself, and you know. But actually, essentially. We are all making it up as we go along. I think that's going to be the name for this podcast, you know. <laughs> We're making it up as we go along uh, for yeah. this episode because I think that's a really beautiful way of framing it that, you know, nobody's getting it right or, you know, nobody's got this rule book that they're following that we should all aspire to, that if we can all get up each day with the idea to be the best version of ourselves that we can on that given day with the energy resources that we've got, then that is uh -huh. that is good enough, you know, that is good enough. And I do love the fact that, kindness is something that you know you keep coming back to because you have got a huge generosity of spirit a huge kindness about you even in some really difficult times and I don't mean that in a sense of you know this toxic positivity where we're supposed to you know positive vibes only only be happy all the time because that's not realistic and that isn't life um mm -hmm. But you can still remain kind even when you're not feeling good or when things aren't going your way. So I'd love to know, Sue, what, what is it that grounds you in kindness? How do you remain kind? Ooh. Well, I would say that it feels good. <laughs> so I'm just really feeding my own addiction. <laughs> <really>. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when you when you're able to help somebody or support them in a useful way it just makes me feel better mm. it just makes me feel better um I wouldn't say I'm a soft or a fuzzy person I'm more of a practical person so my kindness tends to be practical yeah. some people are great at the soft and fuzzy stuff and that's needed so I leave that to the people who are good at it but it's probably not how I would describe myself um, I like to know how I can be helpful, yeah. what I can do to be useful. And if I can do that, then that's what I want to do. I want to be able to do that. Um, I probably wouldn't describe myself as a kind person. I'd probably say, I'd probably say that I like that I'm a practical person hmm. who likes to be helpful and useful. Well, yeah, because... um, but you know, that, it's, that's that's how, and I, and it feeds me. That's that's the thing as well that. You know, I when when I've managed to be helpful and useful and given practical help, I feel good about it. Yeah, it so actually it, it's nourishing I'm doing you. Myself a favor. Yeah, absolutely. And kindness, like you say, it doesn't. It can be soft and warm and fuzzy, and that's lovely. But it doesn't have to be. Kindness can sometimes be quite fierce and raw. You know, you might have to. Um, do something for someone that is really tough um, but it is a mm. kindness for them um, and I'm linking this into this idea of navigating change and going back to where mm -hmm. you said about um, relinquishing that control and that idea of that preferred outcome um, mm. because for me especially that's what we 
what we tried to cling to. It's that safety net of if I know what this outcome is going to be and I try and push hard enough towards it, then I am safe. And I think, you know, very often we can't do that. We can try as hard as we might to get a preferred outcome, but it's not always going to happen. So I think potentially from what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's about taking our own skill set and allowing that to do its best work, but we need to let go of a particular outcome for our change situation. Indeed. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that, that you, I'm reminded of that all the time. Um, I, you know, yeah, if, if somebody needs your help and practical help, which is always, you know, something I enjoy, it is hard to know when to say, okay, okay, this person really, really needs me to step back now because that is hard for me. You know, that is a hard thing for me to think, mm. um, okay, yeah, I, in my head, I want to stay and and help or, you know, whatever. But everybody needs to be in charge of their own progress, yeah. you know. And, yeah, like you said, like you've said, there's, there's there are times when I have been fiercely kind you know when somebody said if somebody maybe is is you know struggling and and doesn't want to you know for me to be there and, and, and I've maybe said okay okay I'm staying for now that's how it is mm. um because that will make me feel safe and comfortable and when I feel that it's safe and comfortable for me to leave that's what I'll do yeah um but it's tricky. It, walking that line mm. between being helpful and getting in the way, it, it can be a little bit tricky. Yeah. Um, and it's a line I try to I try to walk, you know, that how can I be helpful without getting in the way or um hampering progress for this person? I think yeah. that's that's how I would describe it. Yeah. So has there ever been a, a time where you've been navigating a particular change in your life and you've thought I can't do this I'm not going to be able to get through this particular change and you know how how that felt I suppose I'm just wondering if there's ever been an experience like that for you gosh yeah yeah I mean not and not just once um you know I mean just just very recently, I felt very overwhelmed by um, the number of changes. I think, um, you know, we've, we've, we've all just lived through COVID and um, the changes that we had to take on there were, were like, oh, gosh, difficult to manage, difficult for everybody, I think. Um, so I sort of I got to a point where when we were coming out of COVID, it was very difficult for me. I was struggling. I, I, could, I didn't want to be around so many people like mm. I used to feel comfortable with, you know, and things like this. And I really felt well overwhelmed. That's that's the that's the that's the word that I would use. Yeah. And um, and my my coping mechanism was to 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 take the time that I needed to work through it, and um, and that's what I did. I sort of took off a little bit and. And, and gave myself the time yeah um and I I could only be with what I considered to be safe people during that time while I was 
working through it for myself. Um, yeah, it's tricky. We all have tricky times. Yeah. That word, you know, overwhelm, I think is very common in everybody's life, um, especially mm. post-COVID, um, um, because we mm. had such a lot to deal with. And it um, sort of links into that feeling of anxiety. That's what overwhelm means to me personally. If I feel overwhelmed, I get sent into a spiral where I start to get anxious and I start to have to think a lot about things, repeat things over in my head. And it just feels almost, you know, like a too big a mountain to climb. Um, mm. have, have you got any particular coping mechanisms for those really tricky moments? Yeah, the first thing, I mean, the main thing that I would say for anybody really that gets them that gets into that position, which we all do, mm. everybody does from time to time, is to go back to basics. So to make sure, especially at times like that, that you're covering all of the essentials, like drink plenty of water, eat nourishing food, move your body regularly, try and get good sleep these are things that are often forgotten uh, when we're trying to navigate change but they are vital if we are going to keep ourselves well and able to cope and then after that I would say um, operate well within your own resources you know practice extreme self-care and by this I, I mean don't, don't spend valuable time energy money anything on on anything that's not going to help you navigate this change or move you towards your goal um, you know, extreme self-care, it's a gift you can give to other people, taking care of yourself, um, because it's 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 a radical act in this in this day and age, you know, and reach out to save people, people you know will support you through whatever it is that you're going through. I know that um I've reached out to you before and you've reached out to me. And when you've got yeah. safe people that you can reach out to, they can be so helpful. And just, again, just by even asking them, you're giving them the opportunity to help and feel good. So it's, it's sort of like a big win-win situation. But, yeah, the basics really uh, get forgotten. We don't drink our water. We don't eat nourishing food. We don't move our bodies. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's a stop. Go back to basics. It's very true. Get these things in. Very true. You know, when I think about, you know, on the television, if there's um, you're watching a, a TV show and someone has a crisis where you know that somebody's rushed to hospital or something and you're you're the person who's there waiting and looking after them they've never had anything to eat or anything to drink they've never taken any sleep because we don't we just go into you know I must be you know on autopilot and keep going and yet there are crisis situations where that has to happen but over a long period of time that is very very damaging to you and I love this idea you've got of having the thought process around energy being um, a bit like a bank balance. And, and we've, we've got to think how much of it we've got and how we spend it and how we use it wisely. And that if we don't actually take care of that, we're actually not only, you know, doing a disservice to ourselves, but we're never going to be able to be there to help the other people that we're actually trying to help. Indeed. I think I think people think about self-care as something selfish, but it's such it's so important and it's not at all selfish. No. It's just caring for yourself because really once once you stop doing that, 
once you, once you're not caring for yourself in those very basic ways, um, especially, something's going to break down, and then the people around you are going to have to step in. It's not going to be a choice. Yeah, they're going to have to step in. So I just think that looking after yourself, um, and in terms of of challenge, making that extreme, you know that barring catastrophe yeah you need to drink your water you need to eat nourishing food you need to go to bed and get your sleep you need to go out for a walk and whatever it is that you do to to nourish your body and I think that um we we can sometimes forget that Mm. it's it's easy to forget when you're struggling it is it is very easy to forget but so you know we need to dial up the self-care in the times that we've been taught to dial it down because I think that's another thing a generational and a cultural thing we're told to put ourselves to the back of the queue when change happens and and actually that's not very helpful indeed So here on The Way Forward, we're all about empowerment. So I would dearly love for you to give me, our listeners, everybody, something that they could empower themselves with in terms of navigating change. And that can either be in the day-to-day flow of change or the bigger life-altering changes. If you could give them one thing to do today that they could do to help themselves navigate change that little bit easier, what would it be? I would say be gentle with yourself. Be be gentle with yourself. Extend that kindness to yourself, mm. um, because that that is massive. You know, w- w- so what starts to happen for me anyway? I start to struggle, and then I'm I'm cross with myself because I can't manage or I can't get get on with it, or or I feel frustrated or whatever, and that that's all feeds into it. And I think you know we. We'd we'd never talk to somebody else like that. We, we'd never do that, you know. If somebody else was was struggling, we'd say, "Okay, okay, yeah, let let's see where you are. Let's see what we can do," you know. And we'd be kind to them. We 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 would we would be, um, you know, looking after them. And yet, when it's ourselves, for some reason, we don't extend that. I often wish, and I've been talking to a friend of mine recently about this. I wish sometimes that we could see ourselves the way that other people see us because um, we, we we can tend in times of challenge to be unkind to ourselves yeah. and not gentle enough with ourselves, you know, and give ourselves too much to do. So if, if, that, if there was one thing, if there was literally the one thing I would say, be gentle and kind with yourself. I really love that. Um, and it's so true that we are much more harsh on ourselves than we are to other people. Um, And if we can extend that kindness Mm -hmm. inwards, actually, I think that gives us a really good grounding for weathering the changes that are inevitably going to come into all of our lives. Um, Sue, thank you so much for joining us today all the way from wonderful Wales. It's so good to talk to you. And I just know that your experiences around change and learning to navigate it will have benefited so many people, which is a massive, massive gift. So thank you for gifting us your time, your energy and your insights today. It's been absolutely great talking to you, as it as it always is. So thanks for inviting me, and thanks to Ian at Listening Shelf for dealing with all the tech. 
Absolutely. <laughs> He's an absolute diamond, that man. <laughs> and if anybody listening wants to work on change or anything related to their emotional well-being and empowerment in a fully supported way, then head over to codesignwithfliss.com and we can talk more about creating the future that you deserve. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Now we know more about navigating change and now we know the way forward. Thank you.